are again, and we are so excited to be able to share. I am especially excited to be able to be right here sharing the table with Rich and and sharing this time with you as well as we as we just explore all the glories that the Christ life provides for us, this living, loving relationship with the Lord that that really lasts forever. But but we want to understand it certainly in our times and in our seasons. And we're right now in a series called Align. Uh, and if you've ever if you've ever had a, any kind of a wheeled device or anything like that, that where one of the wheels is kind of wonky and go in the wrong direction, you can still yank that thing through and pull it, but it's so much harder. Alignment uh, provides a, a smooth pathway. It provides an understanding. It provides a way forward, if you will, that can be tremendously helpful. And our tool uh, for aligning is is not our tool. Uh, we, we just picked up a really old tool, that, the Apostles' Creed, that was developed uh, many, many, many years ago, centuries ago. And the reason it was developed is largely because there was so much error in, in the world. There was so much, again, we've talked about it a little bit, just, but just to remind you, uh, times of incredible discomfort, times of incredible confusion and uh, uh, things that were going on uh, to among Christians and, and within the Roman society in which they were they were living and had been flourishing, and now everything is breaking apart, and they're under this level of persecution and uh, just difficult times. And so uh, one of the ideologies that would come up in the middle of all of this was that everything around you, everything in all of creation is kind of wicked and wrong. Everything, everything that you see and can feel and touch, this is Gnostic ideology, uh, is 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 really just inherently bad. Uh, and it really springs from some of these old Sumerian and Macedonian and Babylonian ideas that uh, the great God, the Almighty that we talked about last week, the all-knowing King, uh, has, has created only just part of the realm. He, he created the glorious stuff, the heavenly realms, but he has nothing to do with the earth. That was the work of a lesser God. That's that's the work of, of the evil ones, the fallen ones. And so uh, that their philosophy is strengthened by this ideology because people would look around and, and everything that they would see had some sort of evil intent and purpose. You couldn't trust anybody, you know, and it's still, that survives to this day. If it's too good to be true, it's not true, you know. And so the idea is that somebody's out to get you. When good things happen, it's like, ooh, right around the next corner, some bad thing. And, and that was Gnostic people. They loved that idea. They loved that ideology. In fact, uh, uh, interestingly, there's a, a writer who writes about the Apostles' Creed. His name is Ben Myers. And, and within that uh, book, he he really takes a few things on uh, just picture-wise that I think are really pretty cool. He says Gnostic philosophy is really convenient because it's like a person who gets a wine stain on their carpet. Maybe for you, it's a tea stain. I don't know. But they get a stain on their carpet, and the only solution they can think of is to just douse the whole carpet with that same color. And that same thing, so that the stain is gone because you've perverted the whole thing. Yeah. And that's that's Gnosticism. That's the idea is the reason there is any evil in the world is because everything in the world is evil. Mm -hmm. And that idea. Now, that runs exactly counter to the truth of the Apostles' Creed and to the truth that the early believers 
had a handle on, and to the truth, of course, that the Scripture actually teaches. Because the Scripture says that in the beginning, and this is John chapter 1, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, the Lord Jesus, was God. So they've always been together. There's not been this, this you know, ooh, separateness kind of thing. Jesus has a beginning. No, no, no. He's the eternal Word of God. He was in the beginning with God. This is, again, 1 John chapter 1. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And so the church view in in contrast to the Gnostic view. The Gnostic view is everything that you see is the creation of a lesser God. It's the creation of the of the dark God forces and the, you know, the evil Elohim or whatever. Pick a term. But that's the understanding that they had. Whereas the Christian bounces into the room going, oh no, he's the maker of heaven and earth. He's the creator of all things. And so we embrace all of creation as as a good God work inside of our lives. Yeah, that's uh, that that confession of Maker of heaven and earth, uh, in part, is intended for you and I to be able to enjoy life, to be able to enjoy the days in which we live. The the you know the enemy is always going to try to do things to disrupt that and to distort it. But God made things good. And because he made good things good, there are a lot of good things for us to enjoy. And in all things, there's balance in everything we do. But ultimately, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't throw out the proverbial baby with the bathwater. Uh, while, while certainly because of sin, the earth is not what it's supposed to be. Uh, it, it cries out. It wants to be, re, re, want the curse from it lifted. Uh, certainly, we are not everything that we're supposed to be. But yet, God made things good. And so you can find the, the goodness of God in creation. You can find the goodness of God in, uh, in the relationships that we have. And, and so we don't want to ignore that. We don't want to close our eyes to it and just go. And so we kind of want to hit three just general areas and kind of just answer some questions that are associated with it. First would be the creation. The next that would be the confusion. And then the third is what we're going to just say is confidence. But creation, what ultimately what the, the question that that answers is where he, okay, he being uh, the, uh, the God, the Father, Almighty, okay, that's who we're talking about, uh, being making heaven and earth. Okay, where's he fit in this? Because he makes heaven, and heaven, uh, certainly a dynamic of heaven you can see, look and see as being the cosmos, but I, we want, we're really, we really believe that, that while that's true in part, there is a realm. And there's, there's a realm beyond the cosmos that is also considered heaven, this place where God resides. And that, that place that God resides, uh, the, some of the early challenges theologians had, even with this scripture, is the word beginning. Because what, when, you start, when you begin to explore creation, it opens up a door and, and some challenges that, uh, uh, well, if we have an eternal God, how does the word beginning fit? Because when you, when you, when us being finite, look into the infinite. Uh, there's we can only see so far. Just like on a perfect clear day on top of a mountain, you know your you, your line of sight is only about forty miles, uh, and that's with really good eyesight. But the 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 uh, we don't know what that is in the infinite. We we get these glimpses we can see in part, uh, but we know that everything that we see, 
everything that you can, you know, that really affect our five senses of touch, taste, feel, or yeah, of, of sight, of sound, of taste, all of that is, has been created from a realm of which we cannot see. And, uh, and, and for us, we, we always, and this side of, a, of eternity, this side of, of, you know, that realm, so to speak, will always look through the, the lens of time. So for us, there is a beginning. There is something starting. For a God that has always existed, that word doesn't fit. But we can't even begin to fully understand something that has always existed. But somewhere, for, from a framework, I want to say that in somewhere in eternity past, God created angelic realms. And, uh, and there, was a, there was order to the angelic realms. They, they understood their place. They understood their, their roles. They understood uh, their, their purpose in their life, that which they were to, to, to do. And somewhere in eternity past, uh, there, there was a rebellion that existed in that realm. And, uh, and there was a third of the angelic host that turned against God. And, uh, and, that, and we understand that from that, ultimately, after the earth was created, because of Adam and Eve, there became two kingdoms here, kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, kingdom of his son and the kingdom of Satan. There, there, there are two kingdoms in this realm. Now, we live in the in the created realm, in the natural realm, not the the, the, the not the supernatural realm. We we were created in a natural realm, and so for us, we've as as time has has kind of moved forward, uh, we've um, we've asked questions about the realm in which we live. Some was because some of the questions arose because of difficulty. Certainly before uh, before they understood that there were. Uh, there were um, viruses that would enter the body and attack the antibodies. There was a lot of ideas of what that could be, but there was a, a time where they had to discover what was causing people to get sick, what was causing infection. So we went on this, this discovery in order to, to kind of fight back in the natural, the, the whole forces of sin, the ramifications of sin, the, what sin produces. And so that brought a level of understanding. And from that has come the whole science, uh, uh, the whole science uh, part of life, where there's an, an attempt to answer questions about the realm, the earthly realm in which we live. And, and certainly there's uh, in our, in the day of enlightenment, you know, we were talking about that yesterday, yeah. the day of enlightenment, people think that's all there is. In fact, you, and this is an important place for us in this, this talk today, is that you may think really that's all there is, but there is that other realm. And there is a realm of darkness that is, uh, is in control of those who submit through sin. And there is a realm of Christ and of light and of truth that is lived in for those who submit, for those who say yes to the maker of heaven and earth. Because the God Almighty, he made all of it, but because he gave choices, we ended up with this darkness piece. So now we have to make a choice for darkness or for light. And, and it's in that, that, that some people are still today, they're going, well, I want evidence of this other realm. <laughs> I want evidence. Well, evidence will come. Okay, evidence will come. But by faith, we know that Jesus left that realm and came into our realm. And he provided us a way to actually 
live and move uh, and actually have power over the other realm, which I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but that ultimately is what is provided. But the only way you get there is not by some form of empirical evidence, which there's plenty of evidence, but evidence never saved anybody. But the revelation of the almighty God, maker of heaven and earth, and knowing that, wait a minute, I'm not what I was created to be, says, okay, now by faith, you showed me that my answers weren't right. I'm going to believe your answers. And that really is where the confusion, and I think you're going to yeah. talk a little bit about that confusion piece as well. Absolutely. But that's, that's incredibly important to get a handle on, that uh, he is the almighty God the Father Almighty. We believe, I believe, in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and on earth. So he is He is the creator and he is the ruler of these dual realms yeah. all the time at one time. And he's not, well, I, I, today I'm going to rule in heaven and tomorrow I'm going to rule on the earth. No, no, he rules and reigns as the creator. He is the almighty maker of heaven and earth. And he's a father. There's the beauty. This You can't, we're parsing this Apostles' Creed just for the sake of emphasizing each of the phrases about the father, and then we'll get to the son, and then we'll get to the Holy Spirit as well. But uh, this is one statement. This is one, you know, kind of pronouncement, confession, if you will. Uh, and I love confession. In fact, we're going to get to, that's kind of the the, the whole thing we're doing is that we have a confession. That's a, the Apostles' Creed is the Apostles' confession of our faith. But the, the creation is the Lord's work, and we're a part of the Lord's work. And the confusion comes because of our sinfulness, because of our poor choices, because of, of the heritage and the history, because at some level of the interference of one realm with another. I mean, it's very clear when you read the scripture that the angelic realm and the fallen angelic realm has to do, has something to do with enticing this earthly realm and these earthly beings to, to somehow move out from under this glorious love of God and this provision of the creator and instead start trusting themselves, start instead of living under the almighty power of his love, which we talked about, start to exert my own power to take care of my own self and make my own decisions and, you know, forge my own trail, and pull myself up my own, by my own bootstraps and ugh, ugh, all of that language. But that's, that's the confusion that comes to our lives because we, we disconnect from God. And so uh, we, we wonder from that point on, where do we fit? And how do I, as a part of the creation, relate to the creator? How do I, as what I perceive as the ruler of my own life, my own choices, you know, how do I relate to the one who is the ruler of everything? Well, he, that's who he is. He's the creator and the ruler in these realms. That's really what the kingdom uh, it, truth is about. When Jesus comes and says, look, the kingdom now is here because I'm here, and uh, the kingdom of God is kind of within you, within your midst, is what he's saying, as, because I'm here, I'm bringing it. And then he anoints the church to be these kingdom bringers. And then he's coming back to establish his earthly kingdom. And so in in heaven, the way it is, it's going to be the way it is on earth. As in heaven, so on earth. Uh, on earth as it is in heaven. These are the things we've been praying and thinking about. This all lives and moves under this concept of the rulership 
of the Lord God Almighty, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who never had a beginning, rule over everything that has a beginning. Mm -hmm. So he is those things. Don't be confused about that. Understand, when you understand the rulership and the lordship and the this superior dominion place that the Lord alone holds, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit alone holds this place of absolute authority and rule and almighty power and great gracious love and all that he is. When you get a handle on that, that sort of uh, takes away this confusion that's in our lives. Uh, we we live in a world where people are just gone crazy. I mean, they're just running around looking for themselves. And I just, I've always thought that was kind of a comical thing. I mean, you know, oh, if I could just find myself, I just, I'm looking for my path. And, you know, and, and some people, I mean, it comes in 50,000 different ways that people now couch it. But I think every time I think about this, I think about Moses, you know, and Moses' world. Because, you know, here, here's what, here, let me just cut to the chase. People say, oh, if I could just find out who I am, that would end my confusion. I just, I, just, I just have to find out who I am. These days, they're putting pressure on people thinking you have to decide what sex you are. What? You have to decide, you know, what, everything about your life. You, you have to make a decision. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, there's not a truth. There's not something out here. I got to find out who I am. And so if I could somehow find out who I am, everything will change. Here's the truth. You ready for this one? Here's the truth of the almighty God who is the maker of heaven and on earth. You don't have to find out who I am. You have to find out who I am is. Hmm. That's good. And when you find out who the I am is, it makes all the difference in the world because he has never not been the ruler of heaven and earth. He has never not been the almighty father. He has never not been the loving son. He has never not been the abiding Holy Spirit and comforter. He is never, ever not going to be those things. This is settled in heaven. And when you understand that this is settled in heaven and you know who I am is, then you find a place of, of where your confusion melts away and this place of confidence mm -hmm. begins to grow. I think that when, and this is a, certainly a confusion that religion has put on people that I'd like to take a moment and clear up because it's certainly what you said and uh, find who I am is. That's the, that is the ultimate thing. Uh, and Christians live, I think, understanding there is a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light, but they think that Christianity is a line you cross, not a direction you walk. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they feel like they're in God's kingdom, out of God's kingdom. In God's kingdom, out of God's. And what an incredible place of confusion and so little confidence. There is no confidence there. But confidence really answers the question, where do I fit? Where do I fit in this? Well, you know, we'll say this over and over and over and over. There's only one place you fit, and that's in Christ Jesus. And when you live in Christ Jesus now, my confession really becomes the correction because I'm in Christ. He's everything I could never be and everything that I want to be. And so there's, there's where we begin to live out this dynamic of the Christ life. And now in, it's in Christ Jesus that I recognize that, wait a minute, sickness and, and, uh, and bondage and, uh, and all sorts of, of, of false gods, that's already overcome. Now I can live with a place of victory 
because now I understand that the the Father, who is my God, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and is ruler over everything, now can take dominion over. So when John the Baptist came proclaiming, uh, uh, for the kingdom of God is at hand, uh, wherever the king is, is the kingdom. And so when I'm in Christ Jesus, that means not because of me, but because of Christ Jesus, wherever I am, the kingdom is, because the king's there. And now, and this is a big part of the Christ life, now you can recognize that the kingdom of God is at hand. So that means the person that's struggling with cancer at your workplace, that's been overcome by Jesus Christ, where darkness tries to control and manipulate. Now, now there's healing. Now there's freedom. Now there's, there's everything that is offered in Christ Jesus. So we live and operate knowing that it's not me. I'm not, I don't need to prove Rich Van Proyen. I'm not trying to seek out who I am. I'm out to prove that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and your life needs to be in him. And I am confident that he will prove himself reliable to every person that you show him to. And so I, I really believe that as we as we recognize this the creation piece and we get rid of the confusion, we walk in a confidence that the early church walked in. Mm-hmm. This power to overcome everything that darkness thinks they have control of. Absolutely, and that's there. It is the the bottom line of all of this is that God God knows where He fits. Yeah. He is the ruler, the maker of everything. Uh, we sometimes in our fallen state, always in our fallen state, are confused about where we fit. But that's where faith comes along. That's where the call of Christ comes along. That's where the provision of God comes along to us. And then as we find ourselves invited into the Christ life, invited into this glorious place of overcoming, the confidence that grows inside of us is not just because we fit. This is where we flourish. This is where we just, you know, I mean, uh, how much of Jesus is too much? That's a dumb question. <laughs> there's no such thing. I mean, again, that, there's a beauty. Of, oh, you're getting too spiritual. You're, you're so too heavenly minded to be any earthly God. I don't know anybody who is that. Do you know who I know? People who are so earthly minded, they're no heavenly God. I know tons of those people. Yeah. And we want you uh, to be of every earthly good because you are a part of the heavenly glorious kingdom yeah. that he has birthed as well. The ruler of heaven and on earth rules in your life. And we pray, God, that you will just flourish in that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.